Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. All right, welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I am your host, Miss Mika. We also have Tavi and Gigi. How you doing, ladies? Good. How are y'all? Doing so well. I'm so thankful y'all two are joining us tonight. Tavi, how you doing? I'm doing well. Just <laughs> out here, out here living. I know. We're all just living <laughs> our lives. <laughs> so tonight, everyone, we are discussing what constitutes cheating in a relationship? And there are so many things out there that I think a lot of people just don't think about because everyone thinks about sex. Yes. When you're cheating, when you go and have sex with someone else, sometimes people mention, you know, like emotional affairs, but a lot of times they don't feel like emotional affairs really affect their relationship as much as just the actual act of having sex with someone. So we're going to dive deep into the different types of cheating and how to navigate those things in your relationship. Now, I have a quick juicy topic that I want to tell you guys about because I feel like it, (laughs) I feel like it relates to this topic. So there was this guy in, I believe this this happened like in 2003. I could, it it was in the early 2000s. He was a doctor. He was from Haiti. And so I love watching this show called Married with Secrets. It comes on the ID channel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this guy, he is, uh, he was a doctor. He was a doctor from Haiti, met this woman, got married. They had two kids, great relationship. Well, one day he's leaving work and he gets hit by a car. Mm. He gets hit by a car. He's rendered unconscious. And so she gets a call, the wife gets a call, and like, come to the hospital to see about this guy, come see about your husband. She gets to the hospital, it is another woman in there. And she's like, who are you? And she's like, well, who are you? I am his wife. (laughs) And she's like, how are you his wife? I'm his wife. And so she's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm his wife and you need to get out of here this is ridiculous. She was like, no, I'm his wife. I've been married to him for, I think she had been married to him. She, okay. So the first wife was married to him for like 16 years. The second wife was married to him for like 10 years. Mm. They had two kids together too. Mm. And they lived in a house in Jersey and she and her kids lived in a house in New York. Mm. Yes, Close enough for I him know. to go back and forth. Yeah, but, it, but far enough away so he could do what he wanted. <laughs> exactly. And this is what happened. His second wife is from Haiti as well and was his high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And she, when she came to America, they ended up cooking back up and he decided to marry her. He had paid some woman to impersonate his first wife and <gasps> so that he could get a divorce. And so she had, he had divorce papers on her that she didn't even know about. What? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So that way he can prove that he wasn't married anymore so he can marry this other woman. Oh my goodness. Right. And this and get this. So that night at the hospital, the doctors was like, well, one of y'all have to leave. So she was able, the second wife was able to produce paperwork showing that she was married to him. So the first wife had to leave. Well, long story short, she ended up being able to come back to the hospital. He ended up passing away after a month or two. They never got closure because they never got a chance to talk to him about this. He passed away from his injuries. She decided that the court ruled in her favor, the first wife's favor. She had control of all his all of his assets. Mm-hmm. And she ended up um, letting the second wife keep her house. But she closed one of the, she sold one of the businesses that he had. Unbeknownst to her, the second wife and his brother were operating some type of business out of that place that she mm-hmm. sold. Mm-hmm. They got upset, particularly the brother, and put a hit out on her. <gasps> oh, wow. I had someone shoot at her. She didn't die. And he ended up going to prison. Oh my this, this needs to be a Netflix <laughs> movie. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, wait, what's next? Wait, I'm sitting here like I'm watching a movie, listening to. <laughs> Let me get my popcorn. <laughs> I know, right? Wasn't it a crazy story? That's a lot. That's, that is insane. But you would be surprised. Work, yeah. you know, me working in the hospital. I've seen this happen several times before. Mm. where the person like, oh my gosh, I had this one patient who he was absolutely awful to me. Like he was so mean and he had a shift of women coming to see him. So I know I saw about like five or six shifts because one would come for a few hours, they would leave. And then it'll usually be like an hour between each girl. And so his main was up there at the hospital. And then one of, I guess his, also his main girlfriend, she had called and was like, hey, I'm on my way up to the hospital, like giving us a heads up that she was on her way and to see if visitation hours were still going on. And because he was a jerk for me, I didn't warn him. I'm like, okay, yeah, visiting, <laughs> visiting hours are between this and this time. So if you come between those times, sure. So she showed up with the wife there, words were exchanged. We end up having to call security. So I guess that was bad on my part. Did you have your popcorn? <laughs> you should have had your popcorn, girl. <laughs> but it used to happen all the time in the hospital. Mm, mm, mm. All the time. I mean, that is that is how it normally, that is a, uh, one of the main reasons people find out their, their spouses or partners are having affairs because it's either at a funeral mm-hmm. or it's either when the person is sick in the hospital. Because now they're going to come and visit or they're going to, or the other person's going to come to the funeral. Uh-huh. It's just, it always ends up happening that way. So it's like, it's just a lesson that the things that you do in the dark, they are always going to come to light. So yeah. let's, yes. So let's move on to the different types of cheating. So we have guys, emotional cheating, cyber affairs. There is something called object affair, which I can't wait to get into. Physical affairs, financial, which is such a real one. Micro cheating, which is something that I'm like, I can't really wait to discuss that. And flirting is flirting cheating. And some people don't look at flirting as cheating, but we're going to talk about it. And then what are some behaviors couples 
do consider cheating outside of these things that we just named. So let's get into it. Which one do y'all want to discuss first, ladies? Let's just hit down the line. Okay, well, let's start with emotional affairs. So Mm -hmm. we already know an emotional affair is something that happens between two people, whether it's just you are really emotionally connected with that person, but you may never have slept with that individual. You may have never done anything physical with this person, but you are exchanging words. I love you. You're talking about the future. You're sharing secrets and things that you don't even share with your own partner and you are really developing a connection with that person on a level that makes you feel like you want to be with them and talk to them all the time what are your thoughts guys let me tell you something emotional affairs I think a lot of people don't even recognize is a form of cheating, right? Because they think, oh, for the most part, as a whole, people for some reason think only parts of cheating is when it's when it's physical. But emotional affairs, to me, is what they say emotional uh, cheating of the heart, right? Because it, to me, is definitely cheating. You're cheating me of your time. You're cheating me of your conversation. You're cheating me of you when you're spending so much time and effort sharing parts of yourself with someone else. I don't know what you're doing from day to day, but you want to pick up the phone and have these conversations with someone else. You want to send texts and messages, but you're not doing the same for me. I I'm one of the type of people that I think emotional affairs are so much more damaging because they can lead to everything else, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so hard to come back from those things because once someone feels like they are invested with their heart in someone, it's hard to pull that back. It yeah. That's the part that will get people killed, right? Those are the things that make <laughs> us flip our brains and go crazy is because your heart is one of those those muscles that just doesn't give when it's when it's invested in someone and with me this one is the one that really hits home for me it really is Mm. I mean I 100% agree with you I think emotional cheating is almost is worse than the physical Uh cheating because physical you can cut that off and say you can't see this person. You can't be around this person. Don't talk to this person. Separate yourself, whatever. But like emotional, that's all within yeah. inside. You can't control what someone's yeah. thoughts so are, or what their heart is, or them even pining for someone because they could be uh-huh. being intimate with you and pining over this other person. You could have yeah. no idea. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like it's, in a way, it's worse. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worse too. And I agree with what you both said. I agree with you, Tavi, when you said that you know, it's harder to cut that off because, you know, when you're sexually attracted to someone, you have sex with them, you could easily say, hey, I might not have sex with this person again. You can resist the urge. If you feel like you can, you can resist it. You can say, eh, it's okay. I don't have to do it again. But when you're emotionally tied to someone, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to see this person. I got to be around this person. Whether we're having sex or not, I don't care. I just want to be in this person's presence. And then on what you said, Gigi, about, you know, it leading to everything else, because it does. A lot of times we become emotionally involved with somebody because there has been some level of attraction to that person. Mm -hmm. So you already attracted to that person. You already flirting with this individual. You may not have had sex with them, but the more emotionally involved you get with them, you are going to eventually have sex with them. 
Exactly. And you're going to want to do more and more and more because what we feel on the inside, we have to express it on the outside. outside. And that comes with touching, kissing, sex. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that if you find yourself getting to a space where a platonic friendship is turning into something more, you have to really start taking a seat back to that particular friendship because a lot of times that's where it starts. Right. You're building some type of friendship with a person and it ends up getting deeper and deeper and deeper. You become closer and closer. You notice when it starts getting there. So you have to pull yourself away. Stop spending so much time with that individual so you can allow your feelings to subside. Right. If you discover that your partner is doing it, you got to really have a talk with your partner about what is going on. Like, is your partner missing something? Are they seeking something that they feel like they're not getting emotionally from you? Not to say it's your fault. It's just saying, what are they seeking that you aren't, what they feel like they can't get from within their relationship? Mm -hmm. And y'all talk about that and maybe get to some counseling so that y'all can get this emotional connection underway. You know, get it back. Because a lot of times that's when it happens, when they don't feel they have a connection with their partner. Right. Right. Okay. Cyber affair. So we already know the internet is crazy these days. I was just talking to my mother-in-law and I was like telling her about something that happened like in 2010. And I was like, you know, the internet, it was there, but it wasn't what it is today. Right. So Mm -hmm. now it's like people are developing these emotional connections online. They are getting online, meeting people and falling in love with folks over the Internet. These are people they have not seen before. They may not have even seen their face on, you know, on a video online. They're just falling in love with their actual words because (sighs) they're giving them an attention that they're not receiving at home. So it's like, and they can sit there and talk to them all day. Let me tell you. All night. Uh I watched, you know, Dr. Phil, and he has these these catfish shows on often. What I realized with these cyber affair things is the older generation, the ones that have probably their spouses have died or they haven't dated or, or married in a long time are the ones that are sometimes most susceptible to this. And I watched one where this woman literally, I mean, Dr. Phil brought the guy with the face that was there in the place to tell. And she was so in love with this man. And no matter what they tried to tell her, she just couldn't get past it. But then you have these other people who they, like you were saying, they never met in person. They never have been in the same, even same country maybe (laughs) and so in love that they're willing to spend all of their money sit Mm -hmm. just sitting online 24 7 just just so that they can continue this conversation I guess because there's something missing in their lives and they don't have anything but that and it's so sad to see it really is it is I mean I even had a story another story on Married with Secrets where this lady, she was, uh, she had always been just susceptible to suicide, uh, self-harm. She met some guy online and he was married. She didn't know, um, but he was married and he was so, it was so easy to get into her mind 
because after her mom died, she felt so lonely, even though she had her dad. She yeah. did, it just it just tore her to pieces when her mom passed away. So she ended up getting involved with this guy and he was into like all this sadomasochist stuff. And he would like do these rape fantasies on her. He would do um, oh. these cutting fantasies on her, these bondage things on her. And so one day he let her out to uh, meet him in the forest because he wanted to play out his fantasy. And he, I guess he ended up cutting her and stabbing her to death through one of his sex stabbing fantasies. Oh my goodness. I know. And for almost a year, people just thought she committed suicide. They finally found um, some some of her items and ended up connecting everything back to this guy because of her her computer records, her phone records, and his, and then they used his, his computer records, and they had found out he had been grooming this lady for a long time, and he had even gotten her to the place where he was like, I'm going to need you to find a woman that I can kill by doing one of my stabbing fantasies, but it ended up being her. Wow. He ended up killing her. And it was because she was so lonely and vulnerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this and everybody was like, I didn't even know that was her. Like, I never knew she was into this type of stuff. Like, I don't know how this man got into her head, but um, it happens. It's like word can have a huge hold on some people mm-hmm. and it gets you to a place where you feel loved and and, and just like you were saying, Gigi, she didn't that girl didn't want to believe that he was a catfish yeah. <laughs> but it's because it's like you believe what these people tell you when you're mm-hmm. vulnerable yes and so. if you're vulnerable in your marriage and you're feeling lonely within your marriage it's easy to seek out and find someone online these days that you connect with and mm-hmm. you just end up falling in love yep. oh. <sighs> Craziness. <laughs> The next one is object affair. It says the object is perhaps the type of cheating that is the most difficult to qualify as cheating. Object affairs occurs when a partner becomes obsessively interested in something outside of the relationship. And I actually, let me take this back. I've seen this happen before. I had a, a, a person that I knew who became obsessed with exercise. Mm. And that was that person's way of dealing with stress. Well, it took this person outside of their marriage and their marriage suffered because of it, because they spent all their time doing that. It was like it was it was an obsession and it and it just ended up breaking up their marriage. But anyway, so this might be a hobby, an idea, some cases, pornography, which we talked about before, but their obsessive interest in this object hurts the relationship because it consumes them even if it's just their mental space. And then let me tell y'all the biggest piece, the biggest object affair is, is work. Work, yes. Mm. Work will, I mean, we know in so many relationships, especially in certain communities where the man is just working all the time and it takes him away or or the woman, if it's a woman, and it takes, them away from their life Mm -hmm. they become obsessed with making money they become obsessed with being successful 
and they become obsessed with making sure they're taking care of their family that they don't even realize that they're not taking, taking care, care of their family, family. emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. they're not taking care of their family emotionally. Right. They're taking care of their family financially, but they're missing out on that emotional piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big thing in white communities, honestly, where the husband is working a lot outside of the home and the kids are feeling like they're being, you know, they're not, they don't see their dad. Right. And the wife is feeling like she doesn't see her husband. Only She only sees her husband at nighttime. And then the husband is like, well, I'm, I'm providing for you. I'm bringing home the money. I'm making sure you have all your needs met. But they're like, but I want you. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see it a lot on, you know, it's perpetuated on movies all the time in the white community, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I see it a lot in my counseling practice when I deal with white couples. So it does happen, and it's a huge, huge thing. But I also think it's not just white com- um, couples. I think it's just any man or woman that has, like, a high position in a company or mm-hmm. if they are, like, a celebrity or um, an athlete, that's where you're going to see it happen most often. A police officer, a lawyer, a doctor. You know, police officer, all that. I would just start about a police officer. You said mm-hmm. what? I said, yeah, police officers, we see it a lot. And mm-hmm. police officers and, um, you know, one, one of the things they say, UPS drivers as well, because of the hours that they work, police officers, doctors, and delivery drivers. UPS, FedEx drivers, they work sun up to sundown all the time. In any type mm-hmm. of weather, the post office workers, things like that, where they are out there, regardless of what's going on in the world, they still have to get yeah. out there and work. So even if their family's home for a snow day, they don't get a snow day. Right. Yeah. So those are the things right. that they're not even capable of enjoying that family time, even if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So right. the, the thing with that is being able to balance, you know, we we there are hobbies and things that we love to do. If work is one of your things that you just love to do, that's fine. But learn how to balance that with family life. I work a lot. I really, truly do. And when I was in my ex, a relationship with my ex, I didn't know how to balance work and my ex. I didn't. But now that I'm in my relationship with my wife, I can really balance. Mm-hmm. I've learned to balance. I, I can take care of my daughter. I can spend time with my wife. I can you know, do my work, I had to learn to balance. And it, right. it, it is definitely like a delicate art at balancing. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. And I, I feel like, I mean, because I know I struggle, like uh, Jess and I struggle in our relationship with this same thing, especially a few years ago when she was really getting started out and doing what she was doing. Um, mm-hmm. She would take every single job that was offered because she had to make a name for herself. And mm-hmm. our relationship was neglected in the process. Like it'll be times where even when we were on dates and if work called her in the middle of while we were on a date, she would stop, pick up the phone, answer to whatever. And in the beginning, it caused a lot of issues. And I had to eventually put my foot down. Like, look, you need to balance. You need to fall back some. Like it's okay to say no when you're unavailable. And it was definitely a balancing act for like, I would say like a year or so, but we finally kind of got in a good groove of things. 
You, you know what? Good. Another area that people don't think of is clergy. When I was very active in the church, you know, your phone is not ever off. You know, you have people that mm. just like counselors, when you deal with people in the church, they will call you whenever they're going through and you have to be available, you know? So it also takes that spouse and significant other to recognize certain areas of your of certain jobs that you may be needed regardless you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And have some type of flexibility in that area in their understanding. So yeah. in, in that a- aspect, it takes two to understand what type of job you have, you know, so. That's yeah. true. So the next one is um, physical affair. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we already know what that one is. That's the biggest one. Yes. <laughs> <When you> actually <laughs> become physically active, whether that's sex, whether that's kissing touching, petting, cuddling, whatever physical aspect with another person outside of your marriage and outside of the bounds, the boundaries you all have set for each other. So that is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's it. Oh, that one's God, pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, we already know that constitutes cheating. We already know what that looks like. And and the the big thing is with that is if you are out there cheating on your partner and it's because you feel like your partner isn't doing something in the bedroom that you want done, y'all got to have, y'all got to talk, you know, talk about it. Um, Or just, you know, if you feel like you're attracted to somebody else, you want someone else, talk about it before it even happens so that y'all could come to an understanding because you never know what your partner may be down for. Your partner may be like, okay, I don't care, go ahead. We can have an open marriage and we can do this and we can do that. Or it gives your partner a chance to say, well, you know what? I no longer want to be in this relationship. If you feel like you have to cheat, sleep with someone else, then let me let you go so you can have your freedom. And that way you don't have to worry about the backlash that comes with cheating. You know? It's just selfishness because you can definitely do that, right? Just people just want to have their cake and eat it. So they And it's like, why? But you know, I hate that term for some reason. Have Uh my cake and eat it too. Yes, I want to have my cake and I want to eat it, but (laughs) (laughs) because it's my cake, of course I want to. I don't know why that term was used in that thing. Because it's like, yes, it's my cake. I'm eating my cake. I'm eating my cake. <laughs> but y'all know what Gigi is talking about. You, we, you're right. People are so selfish. They want to have the cake. They want to eat that cake. Then they want to have another cake. They eat that cake too. It's like, no, stop being so greedy. Tell the truth to your spouse. Tell the truth to yourself. Yeah, tell the truth to yourself. <laughs> Tell the truth to your spouse. Save yourself this heartache and all this mm-hmm. other stuff that comes with cheating. I don't want to have to deal with that. That's the reason why I don't cheat. Because yeah. it would be me. It would be me where, where I get caught or I get some stalker person I cheated with. It, it would be me right. that had the worst case scenario. <laughs> but that's exactly it. Mika, people just don't look. They look at the now. They never see what's going to happen down the road. They just don't see it. So I'm going to tell this story because we briefly talked about it. I'm not going to say no name. I'm just going to say there's a woman who was messing with a married man on and off for a couple of years. 
The newest man is married, knows this man has children, younger girl, taken care of by her family, but working in the, in the city doing things. And then turns around and now because she's all in love, because she started dating, he started, what happened was she started dating. When they broke up, she started dating somebody else. And he didn't like that. That's another thing that kills me. How are you going to get mad at the woman that you were messing with dating someone else when you're a married man? And so she's, he cons- consistently kept trying to sabotage what she had going on until he drags her back in. But again, you're a grown woman. You know that he's married with children. You could just left yourself out of that. I'm not dealing with it. When you finish whatever, if you're not lo- any longer married and I'm not in a committed relationship, then maybe, but now no. But no, she dumped her man, got back with him, all in love. Oh, he really loves me. He does love me. And turns around and she decides that she's going to, wants to have a baby with this man. Could not get pregnant the, the regular way, the conventional way with them having sex. So to the point that she goes out and does an IVF. Yeah, I think you, didn't we talk about the story last week? Um, no, think- we talked about it, us. I didn't oh. talk about it on the show. So this is a good point, oh, okay, okay. the point of... She, this is the, the things that people don't realize. And she's thinking, okay, oh, he does love me. He went through all of this. So now she's pregnant with a married man's baby. Oh, and all this while he's acting like he's in it. And guess what he tells her? You know what? After you had a baby, you know, hit me back. I'm, I, I need to step back. So what? now, so now mm-hmm. you, you, you sitting there looking dumb when you've been lying to people. Oh, his wife does know and he's going to leave her. Girl, he was never leaving his family for you. And so now he, she planned, basically, she planned a baby with him. Yes. Wow. He went through and all the he, things. Yes. But he and now he, he no longer wants to do no. anything with her. Nope. Oh she heard gosh. from him. No. That is so sad. I mean, I still it's feel what, bad what, for her. Again, what did you think was going to happen? But the thing that is sad is this child that is going to be caught up in this nonsense. And like you said, yeah. everything done in the dark eventually comes to the light. And yeah. God only knows what's going to happen. Because here you are dealing with people and emotions of the heart a married woman that has no clue that her husband is literally made a baby with another woman not just laying down and made like he literally went through this and then said oh because he didn't think it was going to work because the last two failed and they only had the Mm. one left and he thought it wasn't going to work and then he was going to have to leave her alone but see look what happened oh my goodness yeah Yeah. that's uh, that's such a tough situation and and she's a young girl, so she's a young girl. She's probably very vulnerable, very naive, and just oh gosh, that that's something we we have to dissect in another episode. But yes, definitely, because that's a deep, that's a deep, deep thing. Mm-hmm. That's a deep, deep thing. Oh lordy! Okay, so we're gonna move on to because <laughs> that's something. I mean, we can't because if we spend more time on that, we're gonna be talking about that for the rest of the show. Uh, so that's yeah. a deep story. That's a yeah. deep, deep story. The consequences um, of, of affairs. So that could yeah, we have to talk about that next show. It's consequences of affairs. I think that the consequences of affairs. Yeah, um, financial infidelity. So that happens when you know couples share finances. But they lie to each other about what's going on with money. <laughs> like you have one partner that hide their debts and don't say anything about their debts. 
Um, you have a partner that may take out credit cards and the other partner's name. Um, oh. Or you go and make huge purchases or you go and you have a gambling habit. That's the financial cheating uh-huh. that yeah. your partner doesn't know about. Um, or you or you go and um, steal money from other people. Whatever you're doing that's financially hidden from your partner mm-hmm. <laughs> that is financial cheating and you know we we make light of it because a lot of wives always be like yeah I hide my Amazon boxes from my husband <laughs> or my wife <laughs> but that could be a form of financial cheating right because yeah. if we're not telling them what we're spending or we are overspending and mm-hmm. you know we're going over budget we're True. cheating financially on our partner because that can have consequences. Because yeah. if I overspend my money and now I have to look at my partner and say, hey, can you help pay this bill this month? Your partner already budgeted for their what they're going to pay this month with their money. Mm-hmm. Now they have to dig and find money to help you right. on something. So it really affects the relationship when we're hiding what we're doing financially from my other partner, even when, you know, they always say you should have your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. That's something else too, that if you're hiding that. So I had a story where a guy, you know, he found out he had been working. They both work. He made like $40,000. I'm just making up numbers, but let's say he made $40,000. She made $20,000. They decided to pay their bills based on that amount of money. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he finds out during their wedding that she had got a significant raise, never mm. told him about the raise and had been putting all that money to the side while he was paying the majority of all the bills. Mm. And then she, <laughs> <laughs> when they get married, he, well, when he proposed to her, she finally, he found out, I forgot how he found out. And she was like, oh, well, um, I could pay you back. And he's like, <laughs> that's not the point. Like, you didn't tell me that you was making this amount of money and that yeah. you could have been helping all of this time. You know, I feel like you lied to me for all these years. Uh, like, wow. I think that's, I, I feel like fi- finances, sex and finances, we already know those are two of the biggest reasons people divorce. When it comes to your finances, it's good to be, you have to be honest with your partner about them. And it's one of the most important things that you should be honest with your partner about. I don't know about squirreling away money and hiding money from your partner because things happen. Uh You know, in relationships, like you may have to buy a house. Well, you can't buy a house because now you got all this debt or you trying to buy a house. Now your husband or your partner is struggling to get the money. But you got like twenty thousand dollars in your bank account somewhere. Right. But you, you know where that came from. Money. You know where that came from, right? Well, Women hiding money. I what what did you think it came from? I thought it, it came, came from when oh go ahead, girl, because I ain't gonna tell you it came I was from <laughs> it came from the older generation 
um, telling their daughters that and passing that down because of how the men initially were the only ones were the breadwinners, right? And so when they got little bits of money from them or whatever things they did on the side to have an account for themselves, because when and if the man decided to go and do whatever he was going to do, most of the time, those women were stuck with nothing. They had no money. They had no home. And the men would decide if they decided to cheat in this instance and then decide to leave with their mistress, the women were left with nothing. So this is something that was generational from way back when. But times have changed, right? Because now we're talking about those were housewives that were dependent on their husbands to provide for them. And whatever money Mm -hmm. they got from them or things on the side is what they kept. But this is different yeah. now. We're women that have our own careers, our own money. So there's really no reason for you to be hiding money and, right. and all of that. But yeah. I understood it from back then than, than now. I you know, do understand um, it from back then, too. Go ahead, um, Tabby. I was saying another thing, like in relationships, because me and my wife had to deal with this because um, we are a newly married couple is. Um, like how much is it okay for the other partner to spend without talking to you? Mm-hmm. So like we yeah. had an incident last year, my wife was into the stock markets at some point and she spent, I don't know, like $2,000, I think, or something like that. And it like, she didn't tell me about it. It just kind of came out casually in conversation. She was like, oh yeah, I'm watching my stocks. I was like, stocks, what stocks? So then she told me she wasn't hiding it. She just did think that hey, that's a substantial amount of money I should talk to my wife about. So we had Mm -hmm. a conversation then. It was like, okay, anything over $500, you need to have a conversation about. And that's a whole other topic we could do is about relationships and money. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely have to talk about relationships and money because I do agree with you that you have to decide within your own relationship, you know, how y'all decide to do finances. And Mm -hmm. like you just said, we do the same thing. I just say, I don't care what you do with your money. As long as these bills are paid up in this. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. Do what you want to. But when it comes to significant purchases, yes, we we definitely talk to each other about it. But other than that, child, do what you want. Okay. The next one is micro-cheating. So micro micro cheating is just little acts of things that you do, little acts of infidelity. So some of those acts include like flirting with people on social media or texting folks, little flirting messages here and there, flirting with a waitress at a, at a, um, at a cafe, <laughs> um, keeping your dating profile online. Mm. That, is, that could be something. Yeah. Um, com- Continuing to communicate with your ex, yeah, with without your partner knowing, Knowledge, even right. if it's something friendly, but you're still keeping that line of communication open, knowing that something could happen. Right. Um, going to events, I, this one is a little hard for me because this generation is so different. But this one says going to events uh, with another person of a different sex. I what? I can't. I di- so. Let me just. But put that's it this saying way. that you can't have a, I think, a best male friend or best girlfriend. Hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Can we about to jump down your throat? I'm just telling y'all what the article says. But um, so this is what I can, what I take from this: going to events with with another person of a different sex. I think it depends on the type of event you go to, right? So that you go have you go to a concert with your best male friend or a concert 
yeah, a concert with your best male friend, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever, because y'all are, y'all are gen- genuinely friends. That's different. But some lady at work, oh, I have an extra ticket to this concert and I want you to come with me. Like, that's different, right? Like, they asking your husband to come with them to a concert just because they have an extra ticket. That is somebody of the opposite sex. You're not necessarily friends with this person. This is not somebody that you normally hang out with and you're going to this concert. Yes, I think that could be considered cheating in a sense because it's like, who are you to go out with this person you don't even know? And why are you going out with this person that you don't know to an event? Well, why they ask it's you? different if they knew. Right. right. Why so did now- they ask you? You know what I'm saying? So it's, so I think it depends on the si- actual situation. What do you want to say? It depends on the relationship. Uh, I think it de- de- depends on the relationship of those three. Meaning the spouse and the wife and the best and the, the work friend. Right. So if the wife knows the work friend, like a good example, like I watch, um, people's court right and you know judge million she and her bailiff they have known each other for 20 years they've worked together right they do and that's funny they actually came up they do things that he said oh i got such and such and, and she'll go but that's because they've known each other a long time right that's and something so does different the from what i was just talking about though that i said this is a random person a random friend at work i'm not a friend a random opposite sex person at work that you're not even friends with, and they just come to you and say, "I have this extra ticket that okay, I want so to come to this concert." So not not someone that they've known at work, even though they've never. Right, that's what okay. I just explained. I went right, deep so. into that, Gigi. So you <laughs> just, know, you you know what? You're not listening because you're so I, ready to hop on. No, this. I am because I'm thinking work. Gigi got opinions today because I'm right. thinking at work. That means somebody that just started a job and then, okay, then, yeah, they don't know them. I guess what I'm thinking work is a lot of people that you may not know at work that you're not even friends with. There are people at my job that I was working with, seen them around, but I don't know nothing about them. I never hung out with them. And if some dude comes up to me and randomly invites me out, I'm not going out with him. I don't know you. He just go out with you. And that's not right. Like, yeah. Chase is gonna look like who are you? Why are you going out with this random guy? I don't care if you work with him or not. You don't even know him, right? Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. I think even certain events, because um, Chase has friends. I have friends too of the opposite sex, right? Chase has well, I guess in our case we can't say the opposite sex because we're lesbians, <laughs> so we have to say opposite, like. So Chase <laughs> has a female, Chase has femme friends. And if one of her femme friends that she doesn't even really talk to a whole lot just randomly invites her to like a black tie event, I'm not gonna feel comfortable with that. Because right. a lot of times black tie events, you're having to dress up, you wanted to coordinate. It's it's something you normally do with your partner. It's a couple right. thing. It's, yeah. It's a couple type of thing. So I think even if it is a friend that you do know, the type of event makes a difference. It just makes a difference to me. I'm not going, you know, with a stud to a black tie well. event. I don't even care if that We're is my basement. friend. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, weddings are another event too. Like I feel like that's very yeah. coupley. So I yeah, no. But you know, no. I had a situation. Um, oh my, this happened years ago. So um when I had started, when I was working in um in the ER, there was a guy who um was a travel nurse and he didn't know anyone, um, you know, because he was a travel nurse, he was visiting our hospital working in Atlanta. Uh, and he was saying how he was homesick and different things or whatever. So um, I was going to a concert. It was the same thing where I had two tickets and then my friend ended up backing out. And I was like, hey, I'm going to this concert this weekend. Would you like to go? He was like, oh, yeah, that'll be super dope. Blah, blah, blah. Let me know how much the tickets are. And we're going to go to this concert. Okay. Or whatever. And I'm like, cool. His girlfriend, I guess, back home found me on social media messaged me this was before the concert even happened as to how inappropriate it was for me to ask him to go to this concert like I'm a woman blah 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 and I reached out to him to be friendly I was, and I had to let her know like uh just so you know I'm a lesbian I have no interest in your band he will say he was homesick he doesn't have any friends so <laughs> that's why I invited him and then and once he- I yeah, I'll once I ahead. explained things, she like backed up and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Just blaming on my insecurity, blah, 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 blah. But she came for me. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like, I, w- I would do the same thing. I'm like, who are you to invite somebody <laughs> to, you know, invite my wife somewhere? And I'm also the type of person, which I think we should talk about too in another show, is that you should come to me first. That's how I feel. You should come to me first as a feminine woman if you're going to invite my wife out to something that is, uh, you know, is something like that, like that particular situation, if you're going to invite my wife to something, come to me first and then allow us to have this conversation, allow me to feel more secure about it. Like her friends always come to me about everything. Like one of her friends, she's in North Carolina now because she's at her friend's birthday party. And I know ain't nothing going on between her and her friend. But her friend was like, Mika, I hope you don't mind Chase coming out here to North Carolina for the weekend for my birthday party. I'm like, girl, I'm here. Let her down and go and have a good time. But she was like, well, I wanted to talk to you first because I don't want you to think that it's something crazy or that I'm trying to invite her to something crazy or we're trying to do something sneaky. But I feel like a woman in the relationship deserves a lot of respect and should be treated as such okay we're gonna move on real quick because we're wrapping up so a lot of people said that they feel these types of behaviors are considered cheating grabbing or touching inappropriate areas i agree going to an event having dinner or buying gifts for someone who's not your partner which we kind of just talked about constant texting especially explicit text or flirting with someone who's not your partner going on a date with someone who is not your partner, being on internet chat rooms or social media with the intention of flirting or getting other people's numbers, meeting up with exes, grinding and bumping with someone other than your partner while clubbing. I don't really care about that. Um, Flirting or teasing with someone other than your partner. I don't really care about that either because me and Chase are just like natural flirters flirt flirting type of people Mm -hmm. so but I think like a lot of these things have to be discussed with your partner yes yeah where did Gigi go I have no idea yeah I'm listening to you you going through the list (laughs) (laughs) well you stopped talking girl so we was like where did she go so Gigi what are your thoughts about some of those 
that we just named. Okay, so one of the things that always sticks out for me is the not knowing people type of thing. Like, I feel like people could be sneaky when you hiding someone that is supposedly important to you. Like people always go, oh, that's my friend. Well, how's that your friend? And I never even heard about them. Right. If it's someone that's important to you and I'm supposed to be important to you, I should know who they are. Right. To Agreed. me, that, that <laughs> automatically would disseminate or any kind of insecurities or, you know, because I'm if I'm hearing this name for the first time and you tell me, oh, so-and-so and so are going and we're going to hang out. Well, mm-hmm. what? well, who is this? Oh, right. friends forever. Really? <laughs> like when y'all became friends forever, I, I, didn't, I didn't know about it. Right. Right. <laughs> so I don't I don't like that that premise that people like to use that as that that friend that I told you that whole friend word thing is a thing for me because people are so easy to just toss it out there and uh-huh. and they use it as a cover-up for things that friends uh-huh. for whatever that cover-up is that you're trying to use it for whatever that is so yeah. <laughs> Dur- um, I agree with you completely on that I don't well, I don't I don't like that. So I like to think that anyone that is of importance in your life and you and I are in a committed relationship, we are dating exclusively or married, that I should know those people that mean something or are important in your life, right? Because I share those things with you. So it should be hand in hand to me. Yeah, definitely agree. You know, definitely agree as well. And what are you going to say, Ty, because we're wrapping up? <laughs> I was saying another thing that was on um, your, the list that you just mi- uh, mentioned was touching. So I find this to happen with a lot of usually more feminine women, but mm-hmm. them and their friend groups mm-hmm. will be very touchy-feely. I know yes. that my friend groups, my friends will touch my butt, my boobs, yes. whatever. And it's nothing. And I like had to describe to my like when Justin and I first met, I'm like, oh, but that, I mean, that's just her. That's just how we are. We're just, I don't know, just touchy Philly. You she was, right. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what it is with you feminine Fem, women. Well, always yeah. touching on each other. She was like, me and my friends, no, nah, they don't touch my butt or my boobs or nothing. We'll slap each other's butt, like hit each other's titties. So true, Tommy. You are said when I got my boobs done, they was like, Gigi, let me see. And you know, right. like, touching them, like, oh my God, they feel so natural. And the guy and all the aggressors standing there, like, this what y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I which I think there's nothing wrong with it because I guess it's my friend group. I'm like, there's it's nothing not wrong with it. Like, we group. all are married or have partners or whatever. Like, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> Why we do Yeah, and that? then they do the kissing in the club sometimes on each other. It's all kinds of stuff women do with each other that that's crazy. And it's like, why are y'all doing this? Oh god, why <laughs> are y'all doing this foolishness? But oh goodness. I guess those conversations <laughs> you have with your partner, you know, when you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but my wife was like, What's wrong with your friends? She's uh-huh. like, Your friend grabbed my boob. Are you okay with that? And I was like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's just, we do that to each other <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. yeah it happens I okay know. well I think we've had a great conversation today ladies I'm sorry we are running out of time but we always we will be back next week same time same place to discuss more we are here every Monday night at 9 p.m talking about 
all the little dirty things that you don't want to say out loud. So we want to make sure that you tune in. We are on all major streaming networks and we can't wait to see, hear your thoughts. We want you to share and then join us on Tuesday between 8.30 and 8.45 p.m. as we recap this episode live with you so we can hear your thoughts. I hope you all have a good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.